You are a verb. The activity of life itself happening in, through, in, as you. Your every thought, word, deed, and emotion creates a demand in the universe. A demand to convert your inner vibration into outer manifestation. Everything about you is a yes to something. Where is your yes? Greetings, everyone. This is uh, Reverend Deborah Johnson, also known as Rev D. Welcome to the Where Is Your Yes podcast. We take a look at the truth of our spiritual nature. In this podcast, we allow ourselves to be guided by divine downloads. These are insights that come often in the form of letters. I'm going to be sharing today from the first volume of my series called Letters from the Infinite. Volume one is uh, The Sacred Yes. There is a letter there called Healing is a Journey. And I'm going to be reading about half of that letter starting on page uh, 117. And I'm going to be sharing this with you to my best recollection of how it is that I actually got the message um, in the first place. Healing is a process of restoration. It is the revelation of the underlying state of perfection and wholeness that already exists, despite injury or disturbance. Beyond all of your hurts and pains, be they emotional, physical, or otherwise, is your innate spiritual pattern, which proclaims its independence and simply awaits opportunities to express itself to its fullest. Healing is a journey, not an event. Along the journey, there's much to be discovered and discerned about life and about yourself. As finite personal perceptions are purged, the truth becomes more transparent. Individuals often liken the process to working one's way through the layers of an artichoke. There's much to be peeled away before one reaches the heart. To those impatient with the healing process, this can be discouraging because no matter how much healing one allows oneself to do, There's always another layer. They become frustrated and overwhelmed by what they perceive as the enormity of emotional overhaul that still remains ahead. You ask, how much healing is there to be done? How long will it take? 
These are questions not for me, but for you to answer. How long do you want it to take? How much healing are you willing to do? How deep will you go? How much will you reveal? How often will you come to me in surrender? The answer to these questions depend upon you. You think I have requirements for you. You believe I put obstacles in your path, yea, make you persevere through certain tests, often against your will, simply so that you may prove yourself to me. This is not the case. You are creating your own tests. You're creating your own obstacle courses. The mazes through which you wander, the hoops through which you jump, are all configurations of your own thinking. You too often misunderstand and therefore underestimate the power of your creative abilities. If you have not consciously chosen to demonstrate something, you do not understand how you have contributed to bringing it into manifestation. This is especially true if you're ma manifesting things that you do not desire to experience. You must become more consciously aware that you are simply manifesting anything and everything that you think about, even subliminally. All I require is that you be available. The rest is up to you. If it seems like I have a prescribed course for your growth and development, it's only because many of you share the same resistances and unwittingly choose the same type of remedies to heal your aching psyches. The ripping you open, the destruction of your comfort zones, the seeming disruptions to your world are not there by my design despite popular opinion to the contrary. I desire only good for you. What will it take for you to receive it? You must make yourself available to me by showing up completely, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Too many of you come to me with hands already full, with fists clenched, desperately holding on to this thing or that. You say you want to embrace me, but your arms are crossed over your chest as you boldly declare what you're gonna do and not gonna do with 
this person or that person, about this thing or that thing. You cannot cross your arms in defiance in the particular. Arms crossed in one area of your life will put you on a cross in another. On your journey of healing, you often experience the apparent loss of things, especially things that are near and dear to you. You may sometimes feel like the path of your past is littered with people, possessions, and perceptions that once were comfort to you, but you could not hold on to. I don't need to take anything away from you. However, it often appears as though you need to lose things before you can see beyond them. Listen to what I just said. Before you can see beyond them. You mistake the symbols for the real thing. A human relationship is a symbol of my love. But love itself is greater than any relationship. A job is an avenue of income. But it is not the source of your sustenance. I am the only real source. You cling to your relationships as though they are the love in your life. To your jobs as though they are the security. To your bodies as though you are merely flesh and bone. You place so much importance on your symbols in defining who you are that you cannot get beyond them to see the real you. In order to heal, you must be able to see who you really are. Beyond the people, places, and things that you are identified with. It's all a matter of perspective. You need to see yourself in a different way. You need to be able to see and perceive things, especially yourself and your circumstances, from all angles. Your attention needs a kaleidoscopic twist. The fascinating thing about a kaleidoscope is that the possibility of new configurations is in the kaleidoscope itself. Nothing has to be inserted or removed in order to get a new view. So it is with your life. What you see keeps changing as you twist the angle of your perception on what is already there. You cannot twist your own kaleidoscope because you fixate on the particular appearance in front of you, failing to comprehend other possibilities. When you are available to me, 
you will see new possibilities. I will twist your kaleidoscope and give you new ways of seeing things. Change, transformation is the issue here, not loss. I do not need to take things away from you in order for you to get a new perspective. You will, however, appear to lose these very things if the only way you will allow yourself to get a new angle on your life is that way. It is your resistance to change that keeps you in such bondage. You fear the change so because you want to feel as though you have some control over yourself, your life, your fate. You fear that without such control, harm and danger will come your way or the universe may simply pass you by. You desire to take matters into your own hands. Why don't you take matter into your own mind? Notice the difference here. When you take matters into your own hands, you simply manipulate the existing structures, thought forms, and expressions. When you take matter into your own mind, your thinking is not limited by current conditions. You see what is possible, and the energy of this possibility produces outer demonstrations of your internal intent. Let's breathe that in. Breathe that in. Healing is a journey. It's not an event. It's not something that you can put on a to-do list. It's not something that can be checked off as done. It's always in process. Healing is a journey because healing is about growth. Healing is about awareness. Healing is about becoming the more that you are. I love the way that Lao Tzu puts it in the Tao Te Ching. When he says a good traveler has no fixed plans and is not intent upon arriving. It is like peeling away the layers of an artichoke. There's always another layer. There's always another layer. We get so anxious. We want to get on with it. We want to know when we're going to be done with it, when we're going to be over with it. Like there's just some moment in time like, boom, dead, we are healed and it's just over. And then we get frustrated later on when we find out that There's more healing to do. 
Well, it isn't that you didn't heal enough before. Your capacity to heal has grown. You learned as much math in the third grade as you could learn in the third grade. In the ninth grade, you could learn a little bit more. That builds upon what you learned in the third grade. So it is with life. We're matriculating through it as we journey. We're always going up to higher and higher levels in it. So don't think of the next opportunity to heal as some kind of failure that you didn't heal enough before. Oh, no. It's a graduation. It's a promotion. It just means that now you can do more. As the letter says, <laughs> we think that the universe is sending us through all kind of tests, trips and changes. We send ourselves through the tests, through the trips and the changes. I'm reminded now of a scene in one of my favorite books, Illusions, by Richard Bach. It's the story of Richard flying these little biplanes in the fields of the Midwestern United States. And he comes across this other person who's also flying a plane who is a reluctant messiah. His name is Donald Chimota. They come across this one town, and Donald goes into the store, and he picks up a guitar, and he starts playing it. And Richard says to him, I didn't know that you played the guitar. And he said, I didn't. He says, well, how were you able to do that? He said, I picked the guitar up as though it was another part of myself and started to play it. Richard says, well, I don't know if I could do that. He says, no, probably not. He said, you would have to go through years and years of practice before you gave yourself permission to play it easily. Notice that. We send ourselves through our own penance. We send ourselves through our own trips and changes, the things that we think that we need to go through. Remember, your experience isn't the circumstances of what it is that you go through. It's how you name it. It's how you name it. Friends of mine that I've had since my teen years, um, when we get together or we're, we're talking on the phone, we have a phrase with each other. 
is it funny yet? <laughs> and if the other one laughs, then maybe it's something that we could talk about. If the other one doesn't laugh or says something like, uh, give me another five years or <laughs> that ain't ever going to be funny. Uh, you know, like back away, like stay away. And I remember a spirit letter coming and saying that question about, is it funny yet? That essentially, if we would just get over ourselves, we would realize that it was funny in the moment. When you're not so judgmental, when we're not when we don't have our ego selves so tied up in trying to look good or to make things happen, we can go through life with a certain kind of stride and we can actually laugh at our own folly. We can actually laugh at our own mistakes. We don't have to be so bent out of shape about all of it. Another thing that Lao Tzu says in the Tao Te Ching is that in the pursuit of knowledge, every day something is added. In the practice of the Tao, every day something is dropped. Healing is not about adding stuff. Healing is about dropping it. I'm going to say that again. Healing isn't so much about finding all these external things out there that we can add on. Healing is about dropping things. Dropping the hurt, the pain, the judgment, the guilt, the shame. Dropping the sense of lack or, 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 or limitations, the resentment. Healing is about dropping the prognosis in our minds that tells us that we're going to be less than what we think that we are, what we're capable of being. Healing is about freedom. I'll leave you with this image. It said that when Michelangelo was asked, how could he carve these magnificent statues like the David? And he told them that I already see it inside the stone and I just chip away what doesn't belong. Such as it is with our lives. Don't think that you just have this block of marble in front of you, this blank slate in front of you, that it's up to you to design it and to make it come into being. Pierce 
through it all and claim that there's already a perfect pattern, there's already a purpose, there's already meaning. Just let me call it forth and watch all of that that doesn't need uh, to be there. Just let it fall away. Breathe that in. Think on these things. It's wonderful sharing this time with you. And I look forward to seeing you on another episode of Where Is uh, Your Yes? And I'd like you to encourage you to check out some of my other shows as well. I have a show called Change What You See and another Pathways to We. Peace and blessings to you. Thank you for being with us. Check out my other podcast shows and follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. What's on your mind? Please visit my website at revdnow.com and join the conversation on my Where Is Your Yes blog. You can submit a question or comment and join the contact list. I'd love to hear from you and stay in touch. Where is your yet?